It's the Breaking Actuals podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Sumit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South, and my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. Listen, man, we got crisis on the podcast. Crisis Bucket on list. the boards. Crisis, yo, Jesus, crisis. Oh wow, oh wow. You know what I'm saying? That beat was mad. Come on now. We yeah. didn't even get. We didn't even get. Listen, there's a lot. We're speaking oh, of crisis. If you, if you if you don't already know. Um, there's a lot we didn't get into and that's because I feel like there's a part two that should come with crisis at another time right so we didn't get to everything but um, I should first start by saying thank you to crisis for taking the time we appreciate him we love him Um, as you'll hear throughout the interview um, we give him his flowers but bucket list this is someone that we wanted the podcast for a long time and if you think about it doesn't do many doesn't doesn't. do many so We appreciate him taking the time for us to do that. For sure. Yeah. Jesus crisis. Crisis, you know. Crisis. You know how serious, <laughs> you know when you give a beat to someone, you know how sick the beat has to be for them to name the, the song after you. But that's also, it's also an, a mark of respect. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you have to understand when someone comes with heat, when someone comes with those drums, yeah. when someone comes with that quality, Great you just beat, have to though. respect it. Great and that's beat. the thing. What what I love about where Crisis is at this point, we know this as fans. You've known it longer than probably I've known it. But what the I guess the wider, you know, the the commercial, the 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 stratosphere, the the public may not understand is that Crisis is getting his flowers where he he we were giving it to him ten ten years ago. Right. But he's now being seen by people who are on top of the game as no, I've got to name this shit after you. Yeah. That's a mark of respect and also a testament to his work. I saw an Instagram video with Buster Rhymes playing one of Crisis's beats. Yeah. Rav? Listen, we the way we give Knotts his flowers and credit and how much we love him is I, I put Crisis there. Me and too. I know Crisis may not do that. He won't. But we will. Yeah. Crisis um, is one of the most consistent producers of the last 20 years. Him and Knotts yeah, are two yeah. names that come up regularly yeah. for me. And, so no. And I, and I, I say to. and I say this to say this, we have a lot of fans from across the world in different countries who are exploring hip-hop for the first time or or finding us for the first time. Mm. Get to know Crisis if you don't know. Our fans in Canada and the United States and England will be well aware. But those who are in Africa, those who are in the, uh, the Far East, those who are in Southeast Asia or Central Europe, understand Crisis is that guy. And I'm really, re- I enjoyed this conversation. I really bro. did too, yeah. I think, I think I got too bit, I think I got too happy. But you know, I guess they say never meet your heroes. He's an exception to the rule. Very pleasant, He's funny, funny, bro. He's funny. He's very funny. And um, you know, someone said to me the other day before we get into the interview, they're like, "You always big up your guests that come on your podcast." He said, "You always big them up." He's like, "Is it actually real? Do you actually feel that way?" And wow. I had to say to them, "I had to say to them, there's no one that comes on this podcast who we don't respect." Hundred percent. That's real. Yo, so that's this, why we can say what we say. See, this is why I feel sometimes like I'm, I'm a bit too much. Like I'm just genuine. Like I ain't trying to fake. Why would I? I don't, you know, why would I fake it? Right. Mm-hmm. But um, we have to, you know, that's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. hundred percent. These 100%. are people we want to talk to. Yeah. A hundred percent. We don't want to mess with that. And man, pff, it's fucking crisis, bro. <laughs> Jesus crisis. 
<laughs> it's crisis, bro. Sorry, I'm the pot mouth of the South, so I shouldn't take, um, you know, names in vain. I apologize. Um, but I'm really excited about this. I know you are too, Chris. There's, there's something that I think you will love for the rest of your life. Um, but I'll let the listeners hear that bit. And once they do, hit Chris up. Um, and and give him his just dues. It's, give me it's my about flowers. message boards. I'm trying to get some orchids and some tulips out here. You get me? You're trying to. <laughs> but this is crisis on the Breaking Atoms podcast. Check it out. It's a special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. And boy, when I tell you, this guy's bucket list. When I tell you. We've been searching high and low. I don't even ask. I don't even ask my network for like yo favors. Like I never asked Guru for a favor in like ten years. I've known him, right? But when he said who do you need, I said I need crisis, right? I said screw it. I'm still going to get it on my own. I didn't even hit him back. I said, I'm still going to get crisis on my own. This is an individual who has soundtracked our teenage going into our, our, our I guess our twenties. Someone who's been a, a strong part of hip hop. Our legend. I'm going to say it straight. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, Standard. Straight up. But we are talking to someone. Someone who's a defender of the free world. Do you see what I'm saying? He's a defender of the free world. He was Absolutely. part of a, 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 he's been part of some fuck. Yo, if you think about Bro, the- I've got, I've got a playlist ready to go. And I'm telling you, bro, the playlist I made <laughs> is serious. Yeah, listen, listen, let me tell you something, right? I know, I know away team, I'm gonna play a bit of a pun here. I don't rap shit, right? But this is home team now. We're talking okay. about crisis. Nice. Crisis. crisis on the board with the heat. Yo, crisis on, on the breaking atoms podcast if i had to make some noise shit with drink champs i'll do it right now but i can't but anyway crisis welcome what's going on man I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and applaud y'all for that intro man that was beautiful man <laughs> yeah, yeah bro listen i told <laughs> you, you we man. love you bro like straight up like we we will tell people to like we give them flowers i don't give a fuck man we care i'm gonna swear a lot i'm the potty mouth of the south so we are gonna give our flowers to those who require it and need it and and deserve it and you're one of those people so we appreciate you for taking the time um, we're going to get into some nerd stuff. We're going to get into some production things. Um, and so let's start there. Okay. If we can. Um, pause tapes was something that, you know, me me and Chris, we still remember tape decks and, you know, mixing and double recording VCRs and, and cassette decks. Let's talk about your start in production and pause tapes in particular being the foundation. And then when you found that Casio for for those who've, who have slept on crisis their whole lives. Well, I mean, you know, I did. I was doing it before I even knew it was a thing. Um, I just did it on some like, okay, this is what I got. Um, I, I was definitely probably about like fourteen to fifteen years old. Um, you know, I started. I, I, you know, I caught on early that you know this is how that they was making music. You know, what I'm saying my pops, he he had a big ass record collection, and you know he would always, you know him, he would always be like, oh, they just took this record and did it over again. I want to say. It really, really clicked that I should go through his record collection. We was listening to um, we was we was playing NBA, I was playing NBA Jam with my dad one day. Uh, I was in yeah, I was definitely I was listening and we were listening to um, we were listening to Midnight Marauders and um, Sucker Nigga came on. Hey, Sucker Nigga, whoever you are, my pops was like, oh yo, that's Red Clay. I was like, what you mean? It's Red Clay. He went and pulled out the Freddie Hubbard album that had Red Clay on it. And, you know, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but I kind of knew early that, you know, records would be a sample. I knew, I already knew that me, myself, and I was the Funkadelic record. I already knew all of that type of stuff. So, you know, 
I would just start going through my dad's records and just when he when he wasn't home, I would go through his records, and you know I would I would record them to on the tape on the big stereo, but then like, you know, by the time he got home, I was you know I made sure I put everything back the way I found it. But by the you know I would take the tape, I would take that you know the one master tape back to my bedroom and get another blank tape and just start making loops or whatever. So by the time, by the time he got home, I was probably like three or four beats in, you know what I'm saying? So didn't even get caught, you know what I mean? <laughs> to this day, like he's finding out now. <laughs> and I used to do that. <laughs> so 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 you're not only you're not only artist in production, you're also an artist in espionage and secrecy. Yeah, you kinda gotta be a little bit with uh in this game. You, you kinda do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, fair. In this game fair. you gotta you gotta be able to keep secrets. So you know, I learned that early. Also, too, but what I was doing, you know, you got to, like, like you said, you know, nerd chick, you know what I'm saying? I had a dual cassette boombox. Um, you know how some, you know how, like, later on, I want to say around the mid-90s, you'll get a dual cassette joint, and if you're lucky, both tapes will play out at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there are some boomboxes you'll get, if whatever the, the whatever the A deck is, if the A deck is playing, the B deck won't play. You know what I'm saying? Well, deck two won't play. With well, this one, you know, after a while, they made it so both decks could play out at the same time, right? Now, then they had, um, you know, my pops bought a disc man, all right? So you remember, all right, so, you know, the tape, the cassette tapes that niggas use, that we use for MP3 players now, they came out, you know, they first came out when the disc man came out. So it was the disc, so I had the Sony disc man tape, and then, um, I had a, I had a, I had a, I, um, I got a Yamaha keyboard for Christmas and it had drum sounds on it. So then I also had a stereo. So I had a dual cassette boombox, the stereo keyboard, the, uh, the keyboard had a headphone jack on it. So I would take that and use the, and run that through the disc man tape. Wow. Yeah. This is like MacGyver. Wow. This is MacGyver, like MacGyver. shit, right. So I had that going. And then I would have one side, one side would be the uh, the tape with the loop. The other side was the keyboard going through the, the disc man tape. I would have drums going on this. I would have, I would play drums off my keyboard while the other tape with the loop was playing. And then had that running in out that, I had that running out of the headphone jack of the boom box into the aux of my little stereo. And I would record, I would record what was going, I would record with my stereo with the loop on one side and me playing the drums live on the other side. And that's how I started making beats. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say that was probably, I was, I was like 15. So that had to be like 95, 96 or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then I ain't get my, I didn't get my first copy of uh fruity loops until I was in college. Um, shout out to Nove, formerly of the allies. But uh, I, yeah, that's the crazy part because I went to college with No Faith from the Allies before all of that shit went down. So crazy, right? So he's he he put me on the free loops, and then I ran into Ninth. I want to say like a year later, I'd already met him like the summer before I went to college, but I only met him once. But I went to college, and it, apparently it was in his hometown, and he had just moved back after he just had his daughter. And we bumped into each other on campus and we took off from there. Damn. 
Damn. Divine intervention. Divine I intervention. The allies. Was, that was the and that was the and that was in 2000. So yeah, me and me and Knife been rocking for about 20 years now. That's crazy. Okay. So you're telling us about 2000. Let's take it to 2021. Why after so long was was this the right time to release the Hour of Crisis? Because I know you were working on it for a minute. Yeah. Um, I probably started working on it back in like I I honestly I first started working on probably the first version of that album was done probably like 2008 2009 okay so wow yeah yeah so the album that you hear now is completely different from where I started off with and you know a lot of that is due to me just you know I apparently I still had dues to pay um I still had some lessons that needed to be learned and I needed to get my weight up so you know um I like the way, you know, the version that you hear now, I probably worked on for probably about five, six years, uh, collecting records and just, you know, you know, some records I gave to Gemma's The Squad albums and some records got picked up and put on other people's albums and stuff and wouldn't, you know, things of that nature. Like um, the Feral Monch Crazy record, that was actually supposed to, you know, that one I gave up for uh, one of the Gemma's The Squad projects. Um, there's a couple other records I gave up for too, but, you know, it's all good. Like I, you know, by, by that time I knew I was going to be straight anyway, you know? So, you know, just learning the game and, you know, wait, you know, uh, you know, certain things, it was, it was a few things that needed that, that needed to be in place in order for me to, you know, properly drop this album. So I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, of course I had my own little questions in my mind of, you know, how is this supposed to work? How am I supposed to do this, that, and the third? So yeah, I went through that whole, I went through that whole mental battle, you know, a lot of other personal shit happened, you know, so, but, you know, once, once, once we got on the ground running and, you know, everything, you know, and I got all my, you know, I would say this, by the time it was time for me to go up, by the time, it, when my turn came up on the roster, I was super ready to go, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that is a process. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah, like I want to say the last song that I needed to finish was Negro Spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Buster, Crazy. Yeah, Buster was the last, yeah. Once I, but once I had the verse from Buster secured, I told Knife, he was like, all right, nigga, it's your turn then. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So that, and that's what it is. I'm going to say something to you now. You know, it takes a brave man to jump on a tune with Buster and Feral Munch. I wouldn't do it. Word. Nah, nah. I love Buster, the, 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 listen, man. Like, well, go ahead. Bust, Buster, that was bucket the list Dungeon for me. Dragon. That was bucket list for I me. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But when I when I saw Buster and Pharaoh March, I said, Crisis is a brave man because this is the Dungeon Dragon. This is Godzilla. Simon says, you know what I mean? But you 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 definitely held it down. I was really impressed with the overall project as a whole. And I was looking forward to it for over a decade because I, you know, I've been I've been checking for you for a while. Oh wow. Yeah, I have been talking about it for that long. So yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been a minute. Do you do you remember do you remember some of the other songs um that were part of the project that ended up on other projects? Crazy by Pharaoh, that's one. Um, uh, there was a couple of it was a act it was a, it was some act proof records on there that didn't make it. Um, any little brother records? No, unfortunately. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, probably in like the first draft. You know what? Twenty four. My little brother. With Torre. Yeah, and Torre. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be little brother and Sean Price. Um, Oof. Oh wow. But. Yeah, you know what? It was supposed to be Torre. Excuse me. It was supposed to be Torre, Fonte, and Sean Price. 
Right. <sighs> yeah. That that's Oof. what that was supposed to be. But you know, Tay heard Tay heard it and was like, man, it's gonna be a while for your album to get together. So let's go ahead and let me go ahead and get that. <laughs> so I did, you know what I'm saying? So I did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fuck it, yeah. you know? Other uh there's a few other records, man. There's other there's other records that I just got that I did have for this version of the album that just simply didn't make the cut because they didn't fit. So I'm gonna find a way to put those records out too. But yeah. Um, I got another, uh, there's another song me and Knotts did. Uh, we just didn't, you know, it just didn't make a cut. It just honestly didn't make a cut because they either sounded, you know, they were either outdated or, I'm I'm really happy with the way the project came out. I'm proud of my little baby. Yeah, we we are too. That joint is my baby, man. That's my, ba- that album is my baby. I love and it. you've got to take your time with it and, and be comfortable with it because it's your art. At the end of the day, yeah. it's your art. You know, you're selecting mm-hmm. those people to be on that on that album. It's your vision. It's your art. And and from that, you can only learn, right? So, you know, you were talking about, it was a pro- we were talking about a process, right? You're learning at that same time. So that's always, it's always good. So for the next time round or to impart that knowledge to someone else is very important. So, right. um, but speaking of, of knowledge, I want to take it back slightly to, to uh, college days, college radio days. I'm always yeah. interested, right? I'm always interested to learn like memorable moments, memorable things from from them days. So WNCU, what were some of your memorable moments there that you remember if we if we go back? WNCU, that's Central's joint. That's how I got my name. Um, How'd you get your name? All right, so. I don't know this story, sorry. All right, y'all know about the comedian named Talent, right? Not me. I, I don't know. All right. So back in the day, there was, a, you know, there was, you know, we had Comic View and all of that stuff. He was one of the comedians, you know, you know, don't take it personal. It's just comedy. That nigga. He's also he's also the nigga that was the um, he was the Asian nigga on the Fuji skits. Oh, we did the Chinese restaurant. Yes. Oh, this guy, what? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, the Chinese yeah, yeah. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. This is so much time. So much time. So, right. So <laughs> um, when I was probably like 16 or 17, I was doing, I had an internship at WNCU. And um, real shit, this is how it all started. Like, because um, that's how I met Sean Dawn. I met Sean Dawn and I had a radio show. I had, I had a radio show. We had two, I had two radio shows. I would do like Monday and Wednesdays and he would do Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we used to host each other's shows. So Monday through Thursday, you was getting me and Sean Dawn on the on the uh, college radio station, right? Um, then one day, um, he's the one, Sean Dawn was the one, he introduced me to Pooh. He also introduced me to uh, Fonte. And then later on, he introduced me to Knife. Um, I had to do, I was, I had to interview the comedian named Talent. And I'm not gonna lie. When I was when I was 16, you know, I, when I was younger, man, I was a little, you know, I was I was a big ass ball of energy. You know what I'm saying? Like that teenage energy, that you know, and, you know, and I'm hyperactive type shit. You know, my name is Chris. So I was telling talent like, yo, I kind of need a name. I don't know what my name should be. And he was like, yo, you should call yourself Crisis, man. Just take the name, you know, just take the word and flip it. Find a way to flip it. And then boom, and then he did the drop. He was like, yo, this is talent. You right now listening to whatever, you know what I'm saying, with Crisis. I was just like, okay. So I just, you know, after the day after, the next day, I just started writing ways down. I just started writing it down on paper, see if I'm trying to find a way that would look fly, and came up with that. Wow. <laughs> it's a question I've always wanted the answer to. Yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever known. That. I didn't know that. I, I, I just never assumed, knew that. I just listen. I just assumed you were born crisis. Like I'm just going to be. I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know how you got your name. It's kind of fitting. 
it was kind of fitting, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was a, I was a little baller. I was a hyper little baller. Yeah. You know, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's how that's how I ended up with the name. Wow. And you know, speak you, you, yeah, it, it does. Works, it does. And you sp- you said some names that I was thinking about Nervous Wreck the other day. Oh wow. Do you remember Nervous Wreck? Yeah. Yeah, Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um that was later on. Yeah, that was, that was yes, later yes, on. Yes. Um that was later on, but like, you know, it's crazy because I ain't know, you know. Yeah, he used to tell us about therapists all the time, you know what I'm saying? So J. You know, Cole, yeah. Yeah, that ended up being Cole. So that, I mean that was dope. Mad, was isn't dope, it? Man. So nah, but you know, I didn't I didn't mean nerve until like later on. Um, you know, that was more Boog's guy. Him and you know, him and Boog, they they still rock together to this day. Right. So, you know He's um, friend of the show, Boog. Boog's a friend of the show. Is he? Yeah, he's a friend of the show. He's been he's been he's been very um supportive of um of us for a while now. Much to our surprise, we're like, what? Now, yeah, support of our show. So, yeah, man, shout out to, shout out to, shout out to Bug, man. We appreciate that. Shout out to Bug, man. Shout out to Bug. We're going to get more into your business. I um, <laughs> I was talking to some people. That's what this is about, it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to get all in your business now, Crisis. I, I learned something this year that blew my mind. So one of my favorite albums ever in the history of life is The Perfection Experiment 2 by The Third Day. Okay. And I heard you were in the group. Yeah, at the at time I was. At the time I was. You know what's crazy? I just ran into Jay Gunn a couple of days ago. He's doing all right. See, this is crazy because I'm working on a project. I've spoken to Jay Gunn. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to Killer K and I've spoken to DJ Samps. It blew my mind because I'm like, your crisis was in the third day. Any really, memories yeah. of being in the third day? And what were your memories? Um, sorry, not memories, your reasons for actually leaving the group? Well, uh, third day was actually, what was crazy about third day was um, K Slack or was a kid I went to church with. Um, we, you know what I'm saying? We used to do like Cub Scouts and all of that shit together. And then, um, you know, later on, you know, we were still, I actually met Jay Gunn at church uh, during a church function. It was one of them, you know, we were doing like youth choir and I was like young people. I was doing YPD and, uh, uh, you know, other things like that so I met Slack in church and you know one day I just you know just started kicking with him and I found out I think I found out he rapped after I graduated high school and you know after I went to Winston I came back I went to Winston for a year came back um and you know I think I just went to church with dad one time with my dad one time and you know I ran into Slack you know we just started kicking it and you know next thing you know it was the group shit you know, we started doing group stuff and, you know, I started making beats for them and, you know, we had a really good chemistry. So, you know, we just, we just started rocking. Um, we definitely started having a little more creative differences, especially once I started getting more involved with the Justice League. Um, you know, ideas started clashing and stuff like that. You know, we was just growing, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, me and Boog started good work and working heavy. And, you know, um, I just realized I wouldn't be able to do both. And, you know, they would start, they, you know, they started working with other producers anyway. So, you know, when, you know, once I realized, you know, almost half the album wasn't produced by me and it was just like, you know, people was kind of trying to go in their own way. Um, they were about to graduate high school and go their own separate ways. I saw it coming. So I was just like, you know, I knew it wasn't all that because they were still they were still in high school right. when we was working on Perfection Experiment. 
um, I was out. You know, I was already, you know, running around with the Justice League and, you know, getting kicked out of my pop's crib for lying about looking for jobs when I was really <laughs> sneaking off and hanging out with Ninth and all of that stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, when I, by the time all of that started happening, I was just like, you know what? I went ahead and called him. I was just like, look, y'all seem to be flying on your own pretty well. Um, you know, I done started a group with Boog. I'm not going to be able to do both. So I'm going to just go ahead and rock with Boog. Y'all can take the beats. If y'all always give you niggas beats, you know what I'm saying? I always, you know what I'm saying? You know, I don't mind being part of the history. And, you know, I got you on whatever you need. I just can't be a member of the group. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you mm. know. And, you know, that's kind of how it all worked out. Mm. You know that album Before I pass it to Summit um, That album means a lot to me Because that album is the soundtrack To a lot of loss mm. In my life So um, I was part of a group too And we entered this competition Me, me and my boy Jameson And we didn't win the competition. It was a bit of like heartbreak because I really wanted to win this rap competition. And the next day he came to my house and he was like, I'm decided I'm going to move to New York to pursue my music. Mm -hmm. So he moved from London to New York. And I swear to you, Crisis, the moment he told me that, the postman came and delivered that CD. I bought it from hiphopsite.com. Wow. And he delivered that CD. And that album was what I listened to like for the next six months to a year, just dealing with the loss, you know, breakup of, you know, a long-term relationship. My grandma had died. So that album is the soundtrack to that period. So that's why it, mean, it means it means a lot to me. So finding out that you were part of the group just just made me love it even more. And yeah, Cycle. Cycle gets a lot of um, rotation oh, in my wow. house. Okay, wow. Oh, wow, okay. Wow. Yeah, I just wanted you to See, know we that. told you we love you, man. You, you understand, love, you know. That's love, man. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> I don't even know. What I can't. We, we we're not game. We're not game show hosts. Uh, crisis. We really like this shit, man. We love this shit. We really love this culture, bro. And we love, and we really appreciate. <laughs> no, it. I, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate y'all. Just a really random one because I'm I'm hearing you talk, and this might be a really whack juice question, but you've been in the game for such a long time. You've gone through so much, different mm. groups, different personalities. You know, you've worked with people across the world, really. What would you tell yourself if you could go back 20 years, 18 years ago? What would you tell yourself now that you would learn to, to help you through that journey? You'll be fine. We worry so much, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, keep doing what you do, man. You'll be fine. Like, because I, yo, because on, on some real shit, if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't be mentally or shit. I wouldn't be mentally equipped the way I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as mentally equipped as I, as I was now, as I am now. You know what I mean? I had to learn, I had to learn certain lessons. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I was apparently, you know how life got a funny way of doing shit, man. Cause one, anything, something I definitely learned is if you can't skip the lesson, you can't skip the lesson. You could try to skip the lesson that life was trying to teach you, but it's just going to keep, you're going to be running in circles because you're going to keep running into the same test over and over and over again until you pass it. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just, that's just the hand that life is going to dig you. It's going to test you over the same exact thing over and over and over again. You're going to keep making that in the same mistake. It's like a video game. You know what I'm right. saying? Except you got infinite lives until you die. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> every day, every day is another life. It's a good analogy. You're not gonna proceed through the game until you pass that 
board. You know what I'm saying? So no cheat codes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's a couple of cheat codes, but the, there's a couple of cheat codes, but you still got to do, you know, you still got to do work. You got to do work just to get, you don't get the cheat code until you beat the level. Dog. Okay. Sense? Yeah. No up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right until nah, you beat the level. Nah, you beat the okay. level and then you then get you the on, up, then down, you know. left, right, left, right. So you can pick up where you left off at. You know what I'm saying? Rather than, okay. you know what I'm saying? That way you don't have to play that game all the way over again. But you know, back in the day, you remember back in the day, uh, Punch Out, they used to give you a code so you can, Punch Out would give you a code so you could pick up where you left off at. Yeah. That's how, that's how the shit. Yeah, we had, a, we, we had, um, back in the day, we had um, Action Replay. So you could pick up. So we had this thing with your cartridge. Oh, you uh, went there. Yeah, action you replay where you could just play it back from where you left off, like on your NES, like Bruv. all of that. Like, I come on, man. I went on trains to buy one of those. Yeah, we had action know? replay. We had, we had. <laughs> brother, I went cross country, you know, for action replay, bruv. Man said action replay. Wow, <sighs> crisis! You killed it. You killed it, bro. <laughs> man, just man, just in, introduced like that the idea of action replay into yo. Know, that's deep. That. That's deep. Um, I know we'll, we'll get closer to, to more recent times, um, but I'm, I'm quite interested in um, your approach to mixing. Because I remember reading um, mm -hmm. Ninth's um, complex interview when he was talking about Duckworth, and he mentioned that you help, you know, you both helped do the mixing. So I was, I, I didn't know that. So I'm very interested to learn the ins and outs and people's processes, and everyone's processes are different. So I want to know what your approach is to mixing, how you deal with that, and then we can kind of talk about more production your process for that and how that's changed if it has all right well mixing i started mixing out of necessity um well i, I had to learn how to do my own mixes out of necessity you know what i'm saying because you know like i said you know i was going through stuff so i ain't had no we ain't had no mixing budget you know what i mean we had to do everything ourselves i mean we kind of we was doing like that we was doing it like that from the from the little even you know even from the justice league days you know what i mean so it started during the Justice League days when, you know, cats needed somebody to record. And if Ninth wasn't around, they would call me. Uh, or, you know, and then it turned into, okay, well, you did the beat, so you got to record the record. And then, you know, the Little Brother stuff started happening. Stuff started happening with Little Brother. When they started falling out, um, you know, I got subbed in. You know what I'm saying? I want to say about halfway through the minstrel show, that's when, you know, that was, that's when, you know, they started having, a, they started having a little trouble. So I want to say, I want to say probably, well, I wouldn't, this wasn't even halfway through the mystery show. It was probably like, there was probably like, they might've been 30% into the album. And that's when they started having, you know, they started falling out. So, um, you know, that's when I started getting called in to uh, the first record I had to record was Hiding Place. And that's how I met wow. Elzai. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Elzai's verse on that song should be in religious text. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So after, so, you know, I, I held my, I held it down. I held down the uh, Hiding Place recording session. After that, um, you know, I was the main engineer for little brother, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would, it was crazy because me and Ninth was actually living in the same apartment complex. So what I would have to do, you know, Tay would give me a call. So I would walk, I would walk around the corner, get a burnt CD of the stems from Ninth, and then 
Tay would come get me, and then we would go, <clears throat> excuse me, we would go from the chop shop. I'd load up the stems in Cool Edit. Cool Edit. I think it's called Adobe Audition yeah, yeah. now, yeah. I'd load up the stems in Cool Edit, and, you know, we had to get to work. Um, but what helped me build that rapport was Sean Boyd when um, me and Boog started recording. People saw what I was capable of doing. And then after a while, I was able to, um, you know, after a while, um, they trusted me enough to help them finish Connected, the first foreign exchange album. And then from there, you know, I had to pick up the slack. I had, you know, I picked up where Knife left off at with the minstrel show. And then, of course, every Little Brother album after that between, well, between every Little Brother project between uh, the minstrel show to, I want to say about half a left back, uh, I, was the, I was the main recording engineer for it. The Chambers, man, with Jericho Jackson. We, you know, you touch yeah. point. So that means like, so that you know that covers that covers a lot of the Joe Scott stuff, the Legacy records, uh, Chitlin Circuit, Seventh of Equal. You were you were busy. You were busy. Um, what was the what was the Mick Boogie tape? Um, Justice for right, yeah. So all of those projects I've recorded. Was, Mick wow. Boogie was my very first interview in the in the hip hop journalism space. Say Mick word. Boogie. This is two thousand and eight. Mick Boogie was my first one. Word, man. That's a cool cat, man. You mentioned Sean Boogie, and he, you know he's a friend of the show um, and a very big supporter. Me as a fan, I, I'll never forget when I bought the um, the national anthem three pack. You Legacy and Dream Merchant. Any memories from the first away team album? That's a that's a very special album in the Justice League canon. Um, it's a little foggy, man, because there's a lot of beer involved. Look uh, <laughs> high, look high. Come on yeah. now, it's a lot of last call for alcohol. Little, you know, little, yeah, it's a little foggy. That was the lead single, right? <laughs> it was. It's a little foggy because you know that was the you know, uh, we used to work. We was working. You know what? What happened was. Um, I wasn't even a member of the Justice League quite yet. Um, me and Flash were the last two people to get in. But um, at the time, you know, me and Boog was working at, uh, we were, me and Boog was working at a smoothie shop. And, uh, you know, we just started bouncing ideas off of each other. I'd come to work and, you know, they had a, you know, they had a little, they had, they had, you know, they had a little CD player. So we'd come in, play music or whatever. I would come in, I would make beats. I would come to work, pop a CD and be like, yo, here's some beats I made last night. We over here serving smoothies, listening to beats and shit. And that's how we would come up with songs like that. And then we would get off work and then go to Missy Ann and cut records. I want to say after um, the third record, the the second record we the first record we did was called was the blah blah and then the second record we did i'm sorry i'm sorry we did a whole nother record the first record we did was how we do from uh nc state of mind we did that record first and then and then we did and then we did the blah blah and that's when cats was like okay y'all need to be a group and then 
So, all right, so we was just like kind of just messing around trying to figure out names or whatever. And that's when Fonte actually came up, gave us the name, the away team, because we were both, we were both the underdogs of the Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, me and Boog are both the youngest members of the Justice League. All right. And we were kind of, you know, we still had that, we still had that raw energy. And, you know, we were kind of, we were kind of misfits or whatever. Like, mind you, I'm still, I'm, I ain't, but I ain't, I ain't, but like, I'm just turning like 21. So I still got all of that. I still got all of that teenage energy left in me and all of that shit. So, you know, Cats was, I was cool. I was just, you know, Cats was just a little weary about me because of how hyper I was, you know. <laughs> I was a little socially awkward. It made me a little socially awkward, but so I was the socially awkward one. He was the white boy that, you know, the, the under, <laughs> he was the underestimated white boy or whatever. And we kind of just clicked. So, you know, after the third, the third record we did was The Shining. And that's when we got our name. That's when Fonte is like, yo, y'all are kind of like the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? So, and everybody roots for the underdog. You know, you go to the game, the underdog is the away team. You know, that's all. She was like, yeah. So, we kind of we took that and ran with it. And then we did The Shining. And that was the first time Boog said the away team on wax. Okay. And from there, it was on. That, the Shining Great was the album. third record we did. Yeah. Yeah. Great album. On the line. That's my joint. Each day. Uh, oh, listen. wow. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. Crisis, he's man. the actual factual. That's what I dubbed him. I dubbed him the actual factual. That's his AKA. <laughs> so you just, just got to let him do his thing. No, no, Crisis, you got to understand, man. You, you got to understand. I was on the lawn. I was talking Word? with you lot before you knew who I was. Yeah, I was there. What was your name on the lawn? Kinetic with a K at the end. I remember. I That's me. Wow. Wow. You know what's crazy? Um, Eliza Day from uh, Clear Soul Forces was the was on the lawn too. I heard that too. Yeah, I forgot someone. What someone was. from the yeah. lawn, um, uh, Kure Soul. He was on the lawn eight years ago. Flew me out to California. We did music out there off wow. meeting on the lawn. It was crazy. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, Eliza Day from Clear Soul Forces. He was he was a member of the lawn for a long time. Um, who else was on the lawn? Heavy. Um, Tom Hardy, Wally Sparks, Wally Tom Sparks. Hardy, yeah, Tom Hardy, Wally Sparks, yeah, Wally Sparks, mm -hmm. uh, Chris DJ, he was on, he was on the lawn heavy. Um, it was a lot of cats that was on the lawn, man, back in the day. There's a few cats that was on the lawn back in the day. That's like, you know, they're doing dope shit now. You know, you know, you know, you straight like made his day with that though, crisis. That you remember the fact that you remembered. Like I'm telling you now, <laughs> he's not showing it right now. He is gassed. He is gassed right now. You have no idea, bro. Yo, that. That gassed me up a little bit. Shit, I mean, <laughs> it's mutual. That's it's, dope, man. I mean, that, look, the lawn, I've said it so many times. It's 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 shaped, the lawn's kind of shaped my taste. Like, you know, I just, not just you guys, I discovered low budget and cunning linguists and, you know, finale yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 man. That, Star, good that's times. how I linked up with Ken Starr. There we the go. You know what I'm saying? The Soul Council. My God, you guys are like, the, 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 the Avengers the talent in that count, like, mm. bro. I know you've been part of a lot of producer groups and groups in general, but the Soul Council is insane. We've talked, we've talked yeah. ad nauseum about knots and how crazy and how like how consistent he is. And we've got you, we've got Sandra. It's just crazy. Like, how do you, like, what do you learn from the other guys in that in, in the council? Oh, uh, I mean, it's a lot of stuff, man. But overall, like, it's that sense of family. It's, it's, it's like a union. We're like a beat makers union, family force type of deal. Voltron, if you will. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, it's dope. Like, 
it's dope because like we're we're all there for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever, you know, whatever, whenever somebody's lacking on something, somebody else picks it up. You know what I'm saying? Like we played each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? We got each other's backs, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a family unit. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, yo, a beat maker's life can get a little bit lonely. You know what I'm saying? So Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's dope to have somebody that I could turn to who could possibly either gone through what I've gone through, who's been to go through what I've been through, and or we probably going through it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, you got, you know what I'm saying, you got big brother ninth, you know, you got big bro knots, you know what I'm saying? And then there's me, and then you know, you got soundtrack. He's killing it. And then, you know, uh, not Eric G, crazy ass, you know what I'm saying? He's out here killing shit. <laughs> love him, yo. I love Eric G to death, man. He is, man, he is, he is a savant. Yo. Like, yeah, his growth, is, his growth has been incredible. His growth is crazy. His growth has been incredible, man. Like, especially, especially with his art now, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's actually translated his sound into visual art, which is one of the flyest things I've ever seen. So, you know. Let's wrap this up. I've got to ask, got to take it back to the lawn. Your top three Justice League albums. And you can't say any away team albums, even though they're, they're excellent. They're great. I love them. Okay. But your top three Justice League albums, go. Uh, the Listening for sure. Um, Project Mayhem. Yes. Um... I mean, of course, you gotta say the minstrel show. You gotta say listen. You gotta say listening the minstrel show. You just got to. But definitely. Um, but then those outside of those two, Project Mayhem and Sleepers. Yeah, those are my favorites too. I've got to salute you though on Project Mayhem. You and you and Legacy. I had to do four. I had to do it's four. fine. You and Legacy together. When I yeah. heard I'm a star. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That song, right? Like, you know, you have your morning motivation. Mm-hmm. That song does that for me. Oh, wow. I'm a star. When I heard mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. when I'm... You were like, so, um, TV, my, in case you ever heard. What? <laughs> when he goes, my yeah. man, Median, he ain't even got to finish all, all his last four bars. Come <laughs> on. That was a fun night. That was a fun night. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. That was a fun night, man. We had just got back from the club. We had just got back from the club, man. We came to the crib. I cooked some hamburger helper. <laughs> what, what is Two that? Two in the morning. Hamburger helper. You gotta look it up, man. It's like a, it's like a mix of like macaroni. It's like this beefaroni mix type deal. You know what I'm saying? It comes with the package. You know what I'm saying? You, you brown the, you brown the ground beef or whatever, and then you know you mix in all the ingredients, throwing a little water, a little bit of milk. You know what I'm saying? You know, a little hood meal, or whatever. You know. Uh, yes, yeah, I made some hamburger helper. We're and everybody's drunk talking about some. Let's go to the studio. It's like 2 30 in the morning. Like, we're drunk. We just got back from the club. <laughs> I'm cooking hamburger helper. We just got done carrying crates and turntables in and out of the house. Everybody's drunk talking about, let's go to the studio. <laughs> so we went ahead. Yo, I literally had a plate. I drove in the rain for about 30 minutes from the crib. To the studio with a plate <laughs> of hamburger helper in my lap. <laughs> so that's how that record came about. <laughs> wow. I think we've unlocked uh, a laughter chamber here. <laughs> Crisis, we appreciate you. And as uh, I'm sure you can hear, we're, we're fans. 
And we really appreciate, yeah, man, I appreciate that, everything. Man. You've soundtracked a good chunk of our lives. We really, really appreciate you. Like we said, this is bucket list. I'm going to go and tell my wife that crisis remembered me and knows who I am. Um, when this call is over, I will scream. But no, seriously, though, seriously, <laughs> thank you for everything. Appreciate you. Nah, thank y'all, man. Don't forget, man, the hour of crisis, man, is available now. You know what I'm saying? More on the way. I'm just getting started. Much love once again to crisis. Um... I there's some gaps I I wasn't aware of in in my I guess my knowledge of crisis. Same here. Um, and that was filled. The story about his name. Yeah, I never that was, knew that. That was a dope story. Do you know, like I try, I'll be honest with you in it. Like I tried to come up with questions where didn't really sound so monotonous. Like you know, so tell us about your album, and you know, you know, that's kind of like you trying to make it a bit different. Um, and I tried to do it here, but that's why I never asked about how you get your name, right? Yeah. I always yeah. like, I always think that they probably did that in like 1996 in the source magazine or rap pages. You know what I'm saying? Like not crisis, but generally people, when they first come out, they always talk about, how did you get your name? Just blaze. How did you get the name? Just blaze. Is it cause you're fire? You know what I mean? Like all yeah. that kind of shit. Right. They've, they've talked about these things for a while. Right. And I was trying to, yeah. me personally, I was trying to come up with questions that felt like, didn't feel like that. But no, the, I hear you. But the story about his name is an excellent story. And I've never heard it. Nah. And I mean, look, you know, I'm a Justice League enthusiast. I just didn't. I just thought, okay, he just picked a name and it sounded good and it worked. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, lo I love that story. I love the fact that both of you, uh, as for your stage names, um, both have K as your stage yeah. name. I mean, you know. Great minds, yeah. Anytime, anytime, anytime um, Elza, I want to hang it up. I'll take the Jericho Jackson on, you know what nah, I mean? No, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, yeah, no, I could, no, bro. No, no. El Elza is different. I I would never do that, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would stop you. I would stop you. You see that guy Elzai? Yeah? yeah. Jason Powers, bro. Yes. Do you want to speak to? This, should we? Should we speak to Elzai? We should. You know what? There's some MCs, bro, and I'm, I'm saying this. I'm being open and I'm being vulnerable. When I hear them rap, I say to myself, "Why do I bother?" Hmm. They're just that good. Yeah, that's no. That, that's good. I think I'll, I'll take a sport analogy. Right. It's like footballers. Right mm -hmm. or soccer for the for the uh, for the United States folks or American folks and and, and Canadian folks. So soccer, you look at Ronaldo, you look at Salah, you look at Mbappe. You would go, why would I bother playing? But it's not about always being like them. It's about mm -hmm. enjoying the game, going, th you know, playing as a team. That unity. Think about what Christos is talking about about you know the Soul Council. It's about being part of a family. And a, a lot of people want to be the best. And we always have this thing about in rap and in, in just in, in hip hop in general, you've got to be the best or even podcasting, you've got to be best or screwed. Some people just love the fact that they can do it. Some people yeah. love the fact they can put words together. Some people love the fact they can put drums together and, and sample the shit out of things. We didn't get to chopping with, damn, we didn't get to chops with, with crisis. Yeah, but sample, sample free beats. Right, right. But but the point is some people just like to do it and just like to I be in the you. arena. Um, but and but I, you you go and rap after Elzai then? No, I, I, no, bro. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I will. I will outbar him. No, easy, no, no. Easy. Elzai said. Elzai said. <laughs> Elzai said. Don't compare me to jokes. I will strangle the air in your throat like you jumped from a chair and choked in mid air from a rope. I got a big gun to carry it. Is it? I got a big gun to carry. Um, it carry a scope. The flare of the smoke keep niggas quiet like words. Librarian spoke. Bruh. No, no, no. When listen. I heard that, yeah. Oh, listen. I know. I listen. I know all about Elza. Wrap up the things. Wrap up the things. I know all about Elza, bro. I, 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 I was wrap up the things, bro. <laughs>
Big up crisis and wrap up the things. Yeah, all right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Now I've been told and I've been told. You can follow us on social media at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Chris's handle is at I am Kinetic. Mine's is at Hip Hop Chronicle. We will be back with yet another episode next week. Until then, peace and love. We appreciate all the fan support. We love you. We're getting towards the end of the year. Take care of yourselves. Take care of loved ones. Keep rocking with us. We'll keep rocking with you. Until then, peace. Peace. Peace.